to free beers and a movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to Three Beers and a Movie, episode 13. We are once again at the Raven in Glasgow because this is our new home. This is where we live now, essentially, on a Wednesday and Thursday night, yes? Pretty much, yeah. Yes, yeah. we like we like the other Wednesday night. Um, and once again, once again, we're drinking and we're talking about movies. Colin, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I've, I've went all the way back to, to Mexico and I'm drinking Corona tonight. Which... Again, we're not going to. We've mocked you in the past for. We're not going to mock you no, again right, for it. No, no. As, as I said to you earlier, on, right? Mexican culture is based on spicy food. They brew fucking beer to accommodate spicy food. It's refreshing. It's good. It works. Fair enough. Um, we actually had quite a Mexican meal as well. We all had the jalapenos and we had Mexican cheese. Jalapenos and cheese and stuff. Pretty much short of some veras and ponchos. Well, yes. Well, we're pretty much yes. We are going to try and swim to America after this. <laughs> um, I or build a wall. Or build a wall. <laughs> Or at least you have to pay for a wall to get built, possibly. Yeah, maybe we should. Let's not. Let's not do politics. <laughs> um, and I am drinking. Well, I'm calling Azuri, as in like sort of the Italian football um, team. But I think it's called Azur. I think you said. Yeah, yeah. Azur. Yeah. Azur. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to call it Azuri. Azuri. I like that name better. Um, and it's, it is Scottish, so it's from Lerwick Brewery. So I'm assuming yeah, it, what yeah, you said is more accurate. Probably more accurate. <laughs> yeah. well, it isn't blue. I'm just going to say that really. It is, and it's very nice. Yeah. And it is lovely. But it's not blue. It's not Azur. No, it's no. not Azur. It's not, and it's probably not Azuri either. But we'll call it. No, just so you're drinking Azuri. Azuri, and it's from Lerwick Brewery, and it's very nice. I do think you can drink the Scottish stuff in here. You know How you managed to make your Scottish beer more Mexican? My Mexican beer, I don't really a, know. No, Azuri. No, Azuri's it. Italian. A bit Italian. Well, I, I was walking with drinking Italian drink beer last week, and it's, it's certainly made Westerns and Mexicans in them. So yeah. there you go. That's up there. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. Well, you'll notice I drink the Scottish beer. You do drink the Scottish beer, yeah. and I'm more. Whatever cultural <laughs> shit you can find, basically. Pretty much. Um, yeah. So. Call us, you tell you where you can find us, Call. Where can you find us if you're looking for us? You can apart find from the, us. Apart from the Raven on a Wednesday, doesn't <laughs> You can find us at number three, Beers in a Movie, on Twitter, on Facebook, at gmail.com, and we're also on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. Has anyone ever checked the Gmail account? Have you checked it at any point? Um, I've not, but if someone... I can't log into it, so I'm assuming it's no way they've not checked this damn thing. Um, that's because that's where I get my secret stuff set Okay. <laughs> so one day we will check it. I will, I will check it, and I'd like to find some, some nice... Can you imagine if you check this we have checked and someone offering us like major money to do this like professionally and we've not checked it and they've just passed on and went to somewhere else sir your dreams are I have me. dreams and dreams <laughs> are all that's sustained me at this point in time so you are Kevin Costa right now I am um, anyway will you start on a sad note sad note sad note because um, on Saturday I think it was Tor Pooper Passed away. R.I.P. Um, is he the last of the greats well no he's not the last of the greats but he's one of the sort of if you take Craven Cooper Cooper Joe Dante, still kicking about. Um, one who died recently as well. Romero. Romero. Probably the last one remaining is probably Carpenter. Carpenter's still going. Still, I mean, he looks yeah. like death anyway. But he's I know, still, but Carpenter's a mortal. I'm hoping he's a mortal, yeah. He's, anyway. right, he's writing his own movie, but he just lives forever, forever. as a yeah. fucking vampire. But back to Tolkien, obviously famous for... Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I watched two nights ago. Have you seen it recently? Have you watched it recently? I've not seen it for seven or eight years, maybe. It holds up immensely well. It, it, it probably tamed by modern horror standards. To me, very much so. But back then, it was mind-blowing. But what is amazing about it is it's only about eighty minutes long. There's very actual little horror in it. Mm-hmm. It's it is, it's all tension and it's all building to something. You know, like the first twenty minutes is just setting up in a like a wood panelled van yeah just getting you involved in those characters exactly like yeah. the banter stuff for that and then it just throws you into this nightmare hillbilly fucking torture I think the thing as well with people watching it now is like you watch it now you go well I've seen this before like I've seen it before because every other film that's been doing this sort of thing in the last 50 years 40 yeah. years 
has ripped this thing off. Yeah, definitely. Like, this inspired the genre yeah. of it. You yeah. know, and it's, it's um, was he not involved in the one that's coming out? Is it called Letterface? I think he's got an involvement in it. He he made the character up, so they always have to credit him as an executive producer. Right, so he's no, no So it's like on the Alien films, you still get Dan O'Banion and stuff like that, and they right. still get put down as, as producers. They have no actual involvement, involvement in the film. Okay. Um, it's just the fact that they, they once they were involved in it to begin with, therefore, okay. because they made the characters, they still have the credit as an executive producer. And they'll probably still get a kickback for this. But how much creative control they have over, I'm probably getting very minimal. Um, Apart from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the big film we've done also with Poltergeist, which is one of my massive all time favourites. Poltergeist is still, that that bit with the clown is still to this day creepy. Um, I mean, it is very much a Spielberg film, because obviously Spielberg was heavily involved in it, but there are moments throughout it when you realise this is a Toe Hooper film. Like, I think the bit in the pool, I think it's very Toe Hooper. Yeah. With the the, the body thing like that. There's some moments you go, but you can see a lot of Spielberg in it, obviously, but. But he is there's top of a stamp oh, on yeah. it well in certain points it's very much a, a double hander he's he done horror and he's done it well, yeah. as well. what else did you mean you're the horror you know, what, what else did top of a do I remember we spoke about this last week we went in a wee funny circle here yeah. we were speaking last week about sleepwalkers and he's in that he pops up in that yeah and that's a part where they say the kind of sheriffs one of the guys is looking for the sheriff and the policeman's like fuck off and uh-huh. Is a fuck off and Toe Cooper's one of, one of those characters. Yeah. Um, so I remember from that as well. I'm, I'm not so sure what else he directed, what else has he done. I'll be looking now because he has got, I mean, obviously, that's the thing. When you, you do something like Texas Chainsaw and then you do something like Poltergeist, that's sort of going to define your career forever. Yeah. You know, anything that you do in that is going to sort of be almost secondary. It's, really sort of. it's a real shame because you know, I think it's, it's inevitable, but we are because of, you know, these are kind of 70s, 80s horror masters and. They are going to die, unfortunately. We're starting to lose them one at a time. Um, Don't take the chainsaw two, which I don't think I've seen, but I don't know what they had. Dennis Hopper in it. Oh, maybe good okay. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. It's mental. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm assuming you've seen Salem's Lot. You've done that, a TV oh, yeah. movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, my brother Andy, there's a scene in Salem's Lot. Have you seen it? I don't think I have, no. There's a scene in it where one of the, there's two kids and one of them gets into a vampire. Mm-hmm. And at night, he basically floats up to his brother's window and just kind of scrapes the glass. Right. And he opens it and there's just this kid floating there. And it looks really cheap as you know, uh-huh. but my brother Andy is... Terror. I mean, if I say this to him, I'll break into cold sweat. He's right, you mentioned Salem's Lot. He's just that's like, it. Freaks him out. He, he just pretty much fucking just buckles. It, it terrifies him to this day. And this is, I mean, this is like thirty years ago now. He still, still does still, it for him. And he won't watch it again. He can't watch it. He's just. <laughs> God, that's it. This is his ultimate horror. And is that also life force? From life force? Oh my God! I mean, oh I figured. I mean, everyone who's on Twitter, I've noticed we're talking about life force. I assume you'd life seen life force. force. Um, th- this Space is vampires, my friend. Right, Space. It's going to sound sleazy, but it's not. Um, when I was 14, 15 year old kid, I seen this movie on TV, and for a lot of this movie, an actress called uh, Matilda May. Yes. And um, parades around naked because she's from space. She's a vampire, and n- not because she was naked. I suppose a fourteen year old kid. Me, that's me. That's me. A fair love of her because uh-huh. she, she's this beautiful, beautiful lady. Um, she's uh, she doesn't speak at all for it, maybe nothing. At so it's almost like species a little bit, kinda, yeah. Yeah, well, um, and she's beautiful. Also, Patrick Stewart is in it as well. Who is he? Yes, he is. Like, is he? Uh, is he here? Patrick I Stewart? believe he has. I remember rightly. Um, but yeah, Life Force is a really, really good film. And basically, these vampires they, they suck the life out of people until they become like, almost mummified. So it's not like kind of blood and stuff. Right, like okay. That. Um, but back then, pretty high concept sci-fi. Now it's been done and done and done again. Um, but yeah, my memory is um, really Matilda May, and she's just this beautiful woman. Um, the, the, the naked parts, incidentally. Yeah, obviously, she's yeah. Just, uh, she's got a beautiful face, and she's a great actress, and ever since then, I've had a, a wee kind of obsession with her. Yeah. Um, Invaders from Mars, remember that one? 
I don't think I've seen it. I know of it. No, but yeah. Again, I've only done mention because Daniel Banyan wrote it, the guy who wrote Alien. Alien so it's right. like sort of one of his early ones to okay. do it. Other ones, I mean, I've not seen a lot of these, unfortunately. My, my, my knowledge is quite Give me a list thin. and I'll see Spontaneous you. Combustion, 1990. Um, um, is that the one where... If it's the one with Pierce Brosnan, then yeah, if it's not, then no. Um, I don't think it's Pierce Brosnan. I'm just looking at it. It's a young man finds out that his appears have been used at atomic weapons experiment shortly before he was born. Brad Dourif's in it. Oh, we do like Brad Dourif. We do like Brad Dourif. Um, Brad Dourif's I've not seen about one of them. Night Terrors. I think I may have seen that. Body bags. I think I've seen that as well. The Mangler, we talked about it uh, last week. I haven't seen it. But we talked about that last week. Um, Also, um, the apartment complex of a TV movie. Um, Crocodile, which is a very taken miniseries. Um, a few other things, a lot of you know, poor horror, unfortunately. So he kind of had his moment. He had his moment in the sun with the two films. Also, and happily, one of my favourite songs, he directed the video for Dancing With Myself by Billy Idol. Yeah, yeah. I did, did not know yeah, that. Yeah, no, they I got so I like that song. Yeah, well done, you, sir. But, so, yeah. R.I.P. Tom Hooper, that's Exactly, yeah. Unfortunately, his later catalogue, we doesn't, we've not, I've not seen too much yeah. of it, and I think it was lesser than his first sort but of two it's entries. He's known for, he's known for. But if you can make one film that people are still talking about 40 years later, then you've done something. Hell yeah. And he's done something. He's done Two films that people are still talking about. Genre defining, is yeah. What it is, yeah. And if you can do that in life, and you've done something special. So we salute you. We just thought you were pulling out for Mr. Hooper tonight. Absolutely. But on to this week, where it's going to be a very heavy review show because we've seen lots Five between us. To cover. Yeah, yeah, quite a few movies to cover. Yeah. Um, first one is you've not seen it, but I have seen it. It was called Detroit. Detroit. Detroit by Catherine Bigelow. Is it set in Detroit? It's set in Detroit with a name like Detroit, yes. <laughs> um, it's directed by Catherine Bigelow, who did something yeah, like Hotlocker uh, and Zero Dark Fair. Also Point Break. She's also James Cameron's wife. Ex-wife. Oh, did not marry her? Oh, God, God, no. Yes, really? no, 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 no. Do you know why? Because James Cameron's an absolute crazy bastard and it's insane, I think, is the reason <laughs> for it. Someone did say when she won the Oscar for the Hotlocker, like, trust someone who a film with full attention and like, exploding bombs going off. The only person who do that is someone who would marry to James Cameron. You know, he knows how to deal with that kind of shit, you know. So, <laughs> like, um, okay. so yeah, no, I think the thanks, thanks to my when she was quite young and he was sort of like later on. Okay. And then I was that they just blew up. You know, it's just a long time ago, recently. A while ago, yeah, a while ago, yeah. Um, well, welcome to the future, Colin. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Wake no, Cameron's on, I think, wife number five now, I think. Oh, right. yeah, he's so just gone through wives like his avatars. Right? He can okay. through wives like Billy, Billy Joe goes through wives, you know, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> which, is, which is frequently and young. Um, okay. But anyway, so this film is set in 1967, um, and it's set around the, the, the Detroit riots that happened then so you get a wee bit of a period at the start of it about what the riots are and what they were what the cause of them and at the end you get a little bit of the aftermath of what the riots caused the main crux of the film is all set in this one hotel called the Algiers Hotel which is sort of the site of a standoff between cops some locals the National Guard and also the state police as well okay. all kind of out on this hotel this is one incident in this was hotel race riots or yes yeah. very much so very much race riots yeah. it's basically the the disenfranchised population who live in these sort of base almost ghettos but they are ghettos and all the white people have moved out to the south but the, the ghettos are sort of basically policed by an all white <coughs> specifically racist police force right. at, at heart so from what you see at the start of that's what the film tells you there's tension there already some power can kick it off and it doesn't take much for it to keep going and building and building and building and building and building it's always set it's like, it's always the height of the civil rights movement and things yeah. like that as well so it's, it's not like it's 
it's set, you know that it's that world, you've probably seen, you've seen on TV and it's, it's, it's there. Yeah. Um, starring, it's got an interesting cast, you've got Anthony Mackie pops up in it. Who's one of my favourite actors. Yeah, he's not piece. got a big role in this, got, everyone in the film, apart from maybe a couple of guys, have really only got a, a small role but they do it well. Right. Um, but the other ones, probably got, well, maybe two actors got that's a big role, you can go, but this is, this is their film. Okay. You've also got Jack Rayner who's in it as well. Who's Jack Rayner? You've known him a few things, he pops up and he looks like, he almost looks like your cut price. Um, Chris Pratt. If you can't get Chris Pratt, you get Jack Rayner. In this film, it took me a little bit to realise it wasn't Chris Pratt. Like I was always really? doing. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because Chris Pratt since you know Dark Thirties, I thought maybe he might turn up in this just because obviously friends, maybe yeah. friends with um, Bigelow. Yeah. But actually, I'm sure Colin picked Jack Rayner right now. Is he going to see Chris Pratt there? No. no. Um, in Free Fire, that's the film he was in. Have you seen that yet this year? No. no he's in no. Free Fire. Um, he's also in a few other things I can't really remember right now, but he's in a few. Sing Street popped up in that really good no, Sing Street. Sing Street, Street a fantastically good film. Okay. Um, Delivery Man as well. Um, other than that, a lot of. I don't know what this boy's You know he's in. You know from he's in. He's in Transformers: Age of, Age of Extinction. No, I didn't watch that. From the Dinobots. No, I decided not to. He pops up in that as well. Okay. But since then, he sort of that was his sort of big pay money day, and he's ever since then he's sort of tried to do more interesting. Right, trying to find himself. Street is a phenomenally good film. If you see him, he's excellent in it, and the film itself is a brilliantly heartwarmingly good short film, and I think people should check it out. But anyway, he's in it. John Boyega's in it as well. Star Wars. Star Wars man. Yeah. Yep. Also in Attack the Block as well. If you've seen Attack the Block. I've not seen that. No. But very good. Um, also popping up in it. It's probably the biggest actor popping up in it. John Krasinski as well. He's in the Office, but the American Office. He always pops up in that. Thirteen hours in Benghazi. He's the main guy. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah married to Emily Blunt, so we're all accepted uh-huh. jealous of that. Right, okay. I don't he's think coming in. At the end of it, he's sort of like a, he plays a lawyer, but he's also and he's sort of made probably the biggest name actually. You think about who's in it? Who steals the show? And I couldn't believe he did steal it. Was a guy called Will Poulter. Uh, yeah, I've seen Will Poulter. He's in the other He's also in the Revenant as well. British yeah. part, they got a really baby face. Yeah, kind of big, big lanky boy. Yes, well. yeah, yeah. So yeah. lanky, but you, you look very childlike. He's got, like, he's, he's got the Michael Shannon appeal where it's yeah. interesting to watch. You're kind of looking at him. If he's doing nothing, you're still looking at him. He is fucking terrifying in this film. He plays a, a racist cop in it. Right. And he is utterly, utterly compelling. I would not be surprised if he gets an Oscar nomination for this. Okay. Like he's, he is that good. He is on screen. You have no idea what he's going to do. And that's the, you know that's something that really tell you. you don't know where he's going to go, what he's going to do, why he's doing it. You know you don't understand. You know he's a bastard. Is it? Okay. You know, it was a bit of a start when he shoots a guy in the back. Right. And he's sitting with his police with his um like his commanding officer. And the commanding officer goes, "What well, you're getting?" He like and he goes, "I'm sorry." And he goes, "That's how you got to see." Like, yeah, I'm sorry. That's it. He has no interest in sort of apologise. I think he's done anything wrong. Sociopath. To many degree, to most degree, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, he is phenomenal in it. Okay. The film itself is very documentary, like it feels it does feel at times like a document a documentary. Okay. A lot of stuff in it makes the sort of like inserts of the real footage that actually jar that actually matches up so well with the sort of same as they've done with the Boston Marathon one, similar idea. I've not seen that one yet, but yeah, okay. some maybe some idea, yeah, sort of it matches up so well you go, holy shit, that looks so like it is. And the way Big will use a camera, it's all very handheld, it's all it's always in constant movement, you know. Yeah. If it is holding still there's always a wee shudder to it, so you're never really sure what's gonna happen. And it does get a very, very documentary feel to it and that. For someone like me that I don't particularly enjoy shaky cam. Is it going to? No, no, it's not shaky cam. It's not horror shaky cam where it's like it's, in, it's unwatchable. Everything is always in frame. Everything right, is always okay, right. frame correctly. But you're always. It's not a perfect steady cam right. shot that you go like, oh, take see the gear track and that kind of stuff. Right. You feel it is very much a kind of guerrilla filmmaker. Almost indie filmmaking to a yeah. great, great extent for okay, a massive yeah. budget. Um, if you remember the film 71 we went and seen? Yes, it is, yeah. It has that kind of feel to it. Okay, that real tension, t- tension, constant tension. tension throughout the whole film. Even when there's nothing happening, 
or you think everything's okay, you're just going, no, something's going to go bad. Right? I can just sense okay. something is not good right now. Um, and I, re- I really enjoyed it, I thought it was excellent. Okay. I'm going to try and, I-, I want to see it, uh-huh. and I'll try and catch up with this or next week yeah. if I can, so don't spoil anything. No, I'm not going to spoil it. What we see about it, and this is why I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. Well, okay, okay. things that bring it down a little bit are going on by window. All cast are all phenomenal in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Somber in cinema, the bit when we saw Spotlight, remember we put a Spotlight? Just this really sort of like atmosphere as you walked out, like holy shit, that was I've seen something tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that gets in your head. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, it really gets in your head. Um, then it brought it down for me a little bit. Was the running time? It's a little bit long. How long is it? It's about two hours and forty minutes nearly. So it's a good chunk right. of change. Okay. Tight and needed, or was I it think the bit that they, they, they have this. I like the bit at the start. They sort of building up to the right to why it happened. I think you need some of that. Maybe not yeah. all, but some of it. The bit in the, the, the I just have no issue with that whatsoever. I, I always knew what was happening, I always knew what was going on. Yeah. No issue with that. At the end, it sort of gets a lot of mirrors and you sort of maybe you're maybe checking out too many things afterwards that you don't maybe don't need to constantly pick right. up on. Okay. Um, so that's where I would bring it down a little bit. Um, other than that, I can't really find any sort of fault with it. I think it's a fantastically wow. good film. Well, be it as how Tenet had an Oscar nod as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I think um, she could get national for director. I think that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're going to get it, unfortunately, but I really hope Will Coulter does get an Oscar for, for it as well. British? Yeah, he's British boy, so yeah. So he may get a uh, the British BAFTA. Hopefully, Hopefully yeah. yeah. At very least, he should get a BAFTA, because he is he's phenomenally good in this film. Okay. Phenomenally good. Like, and I was surprised, because I've seen him a few things. You know, like Revenant, he's had a bit part in that film, and yeah. we had a melt, I thought, right, he's a comedian, he's doing all right. He's sort of, he's just, he's yeah. funny, he's, he's got a silly taste. This is different. He was supposed to be playing Pennywise. Okay, instead of Bill Skarsgård, yeah. Yes. And when you look at this, you go, oh shit, you could play, you could absolutely play Pennywise, he has the... Uh, okay, you've, yeah. you've really wet my whistle for this <laughs> one. I think it's it, is, it is a film that's not only for everybody, because oh, yeah. it is sort of touching on some really strong subject matter, and like I said, running time's a little bit on the, the long side for me, so it is a, you've got to put some time aside to go and watch this thing. Maybe not a Friday night happy film, it's yeah. something you've got to actually go and want to go and watch. Yeah. I, re- I really enjoyed, um, I've not seen Zero Dark Thirty, but I've seen The Hurt Locker. I thought Hot Locker was quite exceptional, so... Very much on that. Well, on that. I would probably put it... I wasn't a bigger fan of Zero Dark Thirty. I loved Jessica Chastain's performance in Zero Dark Thirty, but the film itself I didn't quite as enjoy quite as much. Right. I thought it was excellent. No, I thought it was very, very good. Yeah. But not blown away by it. Hot Locker I thought it was phenomenally good. I thought it was a fantastic film. It really just... Has great... it got that same degree of attention yes. throughout? Yeah, throughout the whole film. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Like one. I said, 8 out of 10, I would definitely say Crime Fighting the Cinema is definitely worth watching cinema. Definitely well, worth watching. Big, yes, big and I want to say, we didn't mention it last week, episode, I think we did mention the one that got cut, but we didn't mention it. I am now changing to an uh, out of 10 rating. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because don't do a 5 or a 10 anymore. No, do a 10 because then. Colin is old and he will not change, so I have decided to change kind of the younger of the two of us. everyone else now. <laughs> Every magazine you read is He's five no longer five Empire magazine. <laughs> yes, so now, I'm now doing. We're IMDb now. We're IMDb yes. now, we're doing <laughs> out of 10, so 8 out of 10 for Detroit. Well, okay. totally impressive. Yeah, next film I saw in. On that same day, was it the same day? Try to think. Yes, it was the same day. I'm doing an order of what I saw this week. Um, that's just all Cars 3 happened before that as well. Uh, I've got to go up. I know we talked about it two weeks ago, but yeah. I say I'm on par with you, my I friend. I think I gave it a three or a four. Something. Yeah, I'm going to go the same. It is probably, I'm going to say the worst Pixar. Yeah. I, I really did. Yeah. I found no charm in it whatsoever. Yeah. And Cars 2 wasn't good by any stretch. But it wasn't abysmal. And this is just, it is so dry. Yeah. There's no fun in it whatsoever. You, you know, <laughs> old time, you're pretty much watching Cars 1 again, but... But without, without any charm or yeah, hope, yeah. Yeah, without that magic Cars 1 had, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah, and I was sitting there, it was in a 
Saturday morning, like 10 o'clock, like half 10, I was sitting watching by myself, and the cinema pretty much empty, devoid of any human beings, apart from myself and like a couple of mums with their kids who were looking at me very suspiciously. <laughs> um, and it's, it's just, even the kids, you can tell the kids were not into it either. Did you laugh once? I don't think I did at all. I don't think I did either. No, and, and that's, that's me really hard. Not even a kind of sly smile or nothing, it was just, you know, like... It wasn't, even, it wasn't even like an in-joke and go, ah, oh, that's quite clever. It just, there was absolutely nothing to it and that was so, so depressing because I think it's... it's I guess this studio can only be so good for so long. I mean, they're going to have those as well. And, and some Pixar's do it. Honest, if Cars 3 pays the bills for two great movies, then I'm kind of okay with that. But Pixar will be a company who, if they make a great film, people go and see it. Mm. No, Inside Out should not work. I mean, a shit ton of cash because people went, this is a great, great movie. Yeah. Same with Ratatouille. Great movie, Up shouldn't work. Um, Wally shouldn't work. I know you've got a fishing thing with Wally. Because the pervert. He's maybe, no, he's not. But anyway, that film shouldn't work, but people saw it, loved it, apart from you. And because of that, people went and saw it. You know, yeah. so anyway, big disappointment with Car 3. I think kids would like, if you were a nine year old kid, would it be a Car 3, movie? you mean? Yeah. Well, it's in my house, and there's maybe about maybe six kids in it. Uh-huh. Of which maybe I would say range from about age of about four till about maybe about 11. Right. And they all were. They were all bored. You could tell they were, they were mumbling, chatting. They're all kind of like yeah. mum, mum, when's this finishing? So you could tell they were not, they were not, they were not in that call. So, if we're giving it a ten, I'm saying a four, yeah. three, four out of ten. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, so. weak, very weak. Anyway, on to the next film um, I saw this week was American Made, starring my my man friends. Starring first of all, starring Tom Cruise, yes. Dom Hawkinson as well. The, the, ginger, like the ginger boy from Star Wars, of course, Awakens. I, see, I know, for, I'm, I'm going to always say from Brooklyn, because Brooklyn's one of the best oh, films of all time. Oh, he's in Brooklyn as well. Yeah. Uh, you know me, I'm Star Wars. I'm also, Calvary as well. Which I haven't seen yet. As I, I, yeah, he's dad, amazing film. I think he's a really good actor. He's a good actor, yeah, really, really solid really, actor. Really he's in a really good rom-com as well, um, with Rachel McAdam. Uh, it's like about time or something, so he can, he can do time travel. Okay. Like, if he closes his eyes and get in a dark room, he can basically go back in time. He tries, so he basically uses it to go back in time. To always not do the wrong thing with this girl, so you can have the perfect relationship with her. Yeah, I'm not it's a wrong r- fan, but I would watch it. Richard Curtis wrote it, and I think he made the direct as well. It's a genuinely very good rom com, like, I really enjoyed it a lot. Okay. And it has a real kind of heart to it, it's not just a usual cheesy. Yeah. No one actually really liked it. Anyway, look at that one. Anyway. Also starring Sarah Ryan, who's a bit of a newcomer, um, as Tom Cruise's wife, again playing, you know, a 30 year old woman married to a 55 year old man, which is the way Hollywood is these days. And also Jesse Plemons from Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Him as well, and also for a, half a minute, Caleb Landry Jones as well. Half, I like him. I like him as well. Actor, yeah, he uh, just looks fucking nasty though, doesn't he? Was there a point? Was there a point of running this? Film? Yeah, there's a point to me. He's got a role. It does. He's got that snidey look about him. Oh. Isn't he? He's like, yeah, he's, he's totally. You know, he would stab you. In a he would not yeah. trust that man at any no, point. No, not at all. Um, but he's a great reactor for it. Directed by Doug, Ly- uh, Doug Lyman, who directed Swingers. Okay. Right. Go as well. Also, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I've not seen that. All right. Born exactly. Identity. Oh, yeah. And one of our favourites, Edge of Tomorrow. Okay, right. Okay. So the boy can do action. Yeah. He can do Edge of Tomorrow. I mean, that's one we love the most. Edge of Tomorrow. I think this is why Cruise is back. I think yeah. so. Cruise likes, to, Cruise likes to keep people cool. Once he likes somebody, he seems to keep working yeah, yeah, over yeah. again. So yeah. he likes this guy to work with him. Maybe another few movies in the future. Possibly, possibly, yeah. So the story of this film, it's, it's a base on a true story. So you can go look up on Wikipedia and find out the true story. I'd urge you not to because it is so batshit crazy that you don't know what's coming and because it's actually good it has to be true okay. it's like pain and gain in that way like some of this shit actually happened this is actually true documented fact yeah. this happened so Tom Cruise or a guy playing called Barry Seal okay. who is a pilot for NWA no for TWA yeah <laughs> um, airlines he's 
basically bored of his job. He's smuggling Cuban cigars from like Vancouver into America just on the sly. At which point the CIA pick him up and go like, you shouldn't be doing this. We're not going to kick your ass for it, but we've got, we've got something to do. We want you to we want you to take you out of this crappy, this sort of boring pilot job. You a new pilot job. We can be running guns to Nicaragua. Okay. Right. Okay. Which he starts doing. While doing that, he realises he gets into trouble with he's basically the cartel in Colombia. Right. Get involved with him. So he starts basically Nicaraguans don't want to face it's all the Iran Contra scandal. The Iranian the, the Colombians sorry, the Nicaraguans don't want to fight in the in the, the civil war in right. their country. They just want to make money. The Colombians do, the Colombian um, drug cartels do want to fight. So he starts running the, the guns to Nicaragua into Colombia, dropping the guns off getting drugs from Colombia and taking them to Nicaragua and then bringing the drugs elsewhere up to America. Okay. Using all the information he gets from the CIA, at one point he worked for the DA as well, about how to avoid all the Border Patrol stuff. Okay, it's, it's, yeah, it sounds It's, fuck, it's utterly mental, yeah. Right. And it's, but the thing is, what's good about it is handle with enough of a, of a light touch that it's really enjoyable. Okay. It could easily be a film like Blow. Have you ever seen Blow with... Um, I've not seen it, I don't Where it's a really, like, holy, like, probably like, real, or like Sicario, where it's really dark, and like, holy yeah. shit, this is grim. I think enough, it's a bit, it's kind of turning out, we went to that Willful Wall Street world a lot about trying, you know, like, this kind of money, power. Yeah, in America? Yeah, but you're yeah, American as well, definitely, yeah. Um, but it does have a sort of light touch, you actually really enjoy it, it's really fun. It throws a shit ton at you. Okay. Like a, a guy basically employs every visual thing you can try and find to make this stuff stick. Do you keep up with it though? Do, do, do you lose kind of? For the going? most part, you're okay with it. Right. For maybe say 80, maybe 75 to 80 percent, you're okay with it all. Okay. And you understand where everything's going. If you remember that film, with the film we saw like, the accountant. Ah. Remember that film you went like this film is just throwing so much at you. Yeah. Like holy fuck, this is like, swinging for the fences, but uh-huh. doesn't always connect. But you know what it does is enjoyable. Much yeah. Much the same. It's Cruise carries the whole film himself. Like the film is all Cruise. Is he funny or not? Is he? He is funny. He's got a lot of funny, but he's more just a guy who tries to survive basically. But he has nice moments in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a huge amount of not Tom Cruise. I would say that's that's the issue. Is that a bad thing? But it's not a bad thing, but it's a problem with Tom. I've got generally with Tom Cruise. There's very few things I watch with Tom Cruise in them mm-hmm. that I don't see Tom Cruise. Yeah. I think we've talked about this before. When we talked about Tom Cruise. He's became sort of himself. He is part of his life. I mean, he is Tom yeah. Cruise. Yeah. So I'm sure yeah. Barry Seal is delighted that he's getting played by Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So um, he, he is good at it. He's enjoyed one it. Very so funny. We, we know that, that Tom Cruise likes to do a lot of his own stunts. There's not as many in this actually. Does he do his own drugs? I don't know if he does his own drugs. That, you know, that that would be, be a much better movie for it if Tom Cruise just done his own drugs and you know just dipped his face in a big bag of coke and came up smiling like a fucking beaver and saying I'm Tom Cruise yeah. and I'm high as hell. Not quite that. Okay. It's actually quite an indie film. Yeah. Like it's actually from what I call it, it's an independent to many degrees. Okay. It's been it's been distributed by a big studio, but it's actually it was all made sort of like on the sly essentially. Right, okay. Definitely worth watching. The only thing I see about it is the rest of the cast are a bit sidelined. Because it's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. They're all just there sort of just to, to do, you know, to support him. So Gleason's it's, it's not a cameo, but it's it's not much far off that. He's, he's in and out maybe he's probably like a week film and he's in for like maybe twenty minutes the whole film. Right, okay. The wife's here, right, she gets a little bit more, but again, not much, and she has sort of underdeveloped a little bit, but she does well what she's got. Jesse Plemons plays a sheriff who I don't even know what his role really was in it, apart from to do something with Caleb Landry Jones for about two minutes. 
Okay. Seemed like he could get anyone to play that role, but he seems a big actor to be in a role that's not quite very small. If you land Jones as well, minor role, does it well, <laughs> it has a point to it, uh-huh. but doesn't seem big enough for him. I feel like he could have got an other actor to do it. Maybe he's going to work with Tom Cruise, which is fine. Maybe he knows the director or something? Or does he was that someone's like, yeah, yeah, and it's just one of the things, like, it's, a, it's a couple of weeks filming, he as well, we're all good. So, okay. And out of 10, so you would give 7.5. It's, a, it's, as well, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, okay. a lot of fun. And if you're gonna watch a film, if, if you watch a film just at home one night, chilled out, really good to watch. Okay, well, well worth a watch. Try and catch it in cinema. I'll let you know what I think. Yeah, definitely watch it. Yeah, get into it. definitely good one. Finally, gone to one that you've seen. Yay! Yay! Seen a movie. Talking, seen movies. Um, which is Lucky Logan. Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. Sorry. Logan, Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. Directed by. Steven Soderbergh. Oh, yeah, Steven Soderbergh. Who's doing a really shit job of retiring. Yeah, was it not a year ago? Two Four years ago, he retired, okay. and since then he's made. He's retired, made Behind the Candelabra, retired, made a TV show for two seasons, we went for about 20 odd episodes, that was getting him busy, and he's now back doing this. Well, yeah, he does suck at retirement. He is very bad at retirement, yeah. But I guess, you know, you can have all the money and fame in the world, do you know what I mean? But you get bored. He seems to be, he wants to be busy, he wants yeah, to do stuff. He's obviously got a vision of what he wants to do. Not a bad thing, either. Not a bad Absolutely, thing so he's directing this one. He's been the camera for the first time in four years. Um, cast of Channing Tatum. Yes. We quite enjoy Channing Tatum. We, we love Channing Tatum. Adam Driver. Adam Driver, yep. Who's also very good. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig goes in there as well. First time I've Daniel Craig in for a long time. I think the last one I've seen him the in the last James one I liked him in. I've never seen that James Bond I think it's the last time I've seen him actually so, yeah. uh, Riley Keogh who's been in a few things recently she's sort of popped up she's actually really good in it as well also for a half a minute Seth MacFarlane's in it as well who was he in it? he I is the English racing driver ah right doing a real Dick Van Dyke on this thing right ok right that makes sense that makes sense yeah, now yeah, yeah. Um, Katie Holmes as well love Katie Holmes but didn't have much in it unfortunately Katie Holmes Dawson's I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Dawson fan. I'm a fan of the Creek. She will always be joy to me. She will always be joy to me. Life in the Creek is somewhere I, you know, I, I'm, so I'm well, well invested in the world, yeah, in the world of the Creek. Um, and also, um, on the Gleason, Brian Gleason. Yeah, as well, yeah. and also a guy called Jack Wade, who's the sort of main cast. So it's quite a small cast. Yeah. Maybe that's, I mean, and Hilary Swank. Hilary Swank as well. Yes. Um, so the plot of this film is go for it. <coughs> Try and be brief without spoiler. Chatting Tatum works as a construction back to worker gets laid off because he's got a dodgy knee bad leg yep. bad leg yep. but he worked out a way that he can steal money from a NASCAR event why does he need money? because he wants to get piss of his daughter uh, more rights to his daughter yeah. more rights to his daughter yeah. he recruits his brother Adam Driver, Adam Driver yep. and his sister played by Riley Keogh and also Daniel Joe, Craig Joe Bang Joe Bang Joe Bang and, <laughs> Joe Bang <laughs> and his two brothers I don't want to say any more than that but that's basically the plot of the film yeah, they try and pull it, off a, It's a heist movie, yeah. If someone in the film actually describes it as Ocean 7 Eleven, yeah, which, which is pretty spot on with it, yeah, that's, that's the way it is. Um, right, so let's go, let's go through the performances. Channing Tim. I enjoyed him. Always, always good. He's putting a bit of weight for the role. That's the thing, Channing Tim, I don't see as Channing Tim a lot of the time. I see him as, an, as a role he's playing. Do you think you're that invested? You're just like, he's yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. I, see him, I don't really see him as Channing Tim that much. I kind of get that, yeah. yeah. I think he's more Channing Tim and Jump Street and stuff like that. When you see yes. stuff like this, yeah, you, you, you do kind of, you know, you buy him as an actor and you do invest in his role. Um, 
put on a bit of weight for it, and, and but yeah. not 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 muscle. It's, it's paunchy. So he looks yeah. like he looks, out, he looks unfit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And he did. He has fun. Does a great job, and he's not got the funniest lines in it. Um, de- no, no, by far. But you know what? He does he carry? Get the kind of heart. Um, Hartley, the Hartley film was in yeah. Channing Tatum. Yeah. Yeah. Next uh, up was Adam Driver. Who is fantastic? Adam Driver stole the fucking movie. Yeah, Adam Driver's really good in it. He's he's a really really good actor. This yeah. boy, isn't he? And I think even when you look at him in something like, I always go back to Star Wars. Um, but even when you look at him in something like Star Wars and you look at him as, as uh, Kylo Ren, it gives that character so much more yeah. than, than you know it probably should have for a fucking space opera. You know I really I mean? like I really like him in um, a film called What If. I've not seen him. He plays the basically stoner loser boy um, roommate of Daniel Radcliffe. Right, okay. But again, all, all heart in the film. Really, really, really and then good. it was in Parson as well, he was in that last oh, year. Oh, really good Parson, actually. That's and a real punchy yeah, film. You know, he can be funny, you know, he can be brooding, and you know, he's, he's got some real many chops, and I think. Yeah. Big, big thing. He's got to do a Cone Brothers film at some point. I think so, yeah. He's got to fade for a Cone Brothers film. Him and, him and Tatum could actually do a Cone Brothers film, you would buy it. Could you actually buy him as brothers? Yeah. Even though they don't look like anything. No, you don't, you don't <laughs> doubt for any second. The, the, the brothers, brothers, yeah. They have a yeah. nice double act of Twilight Gear. Um, Daniel Craig, different role for him. Daniel Craig, he looked old. I think he's mentally old. Which I don't think Jenky Jen- was made up to. Yes, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I do think so, I yeah. Got that I thought he had fun. You know, he, he was playing crazy. He, he was enjoying crazy. doing yeah. what he was doing. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's like <coughs> a bomb man. You know, he, he knows how to make friends go bang. Hence the name Joe Bang. I would, I would like to know if did he turn up on set with his idea for the character and go, "This is what I'm going to do with it," or what was, was it given the character? Or they go, this is what you do when let's see if you can do that. I, I think it might be more the, the first one. I think he might have actually went, I've got an idea for I'm this. Going to bring, if he did, hats off to Bravo, him. Bravo, he does go, he goes big. Big fucking character. Yeah, yeah, he does, but he just goes all out crazy batshit with yeah. his character. And he has fun for it. Um, and then we had... Well, obviously, Riley Keogh playing the sister, I thought it was really good. I don't know where she's from, but yeah, I had no, no qualms apart from... She's really good, all. really she, good performance. Really solid, solid. Uh, yeah. Seth MacFarlane. Fuck Seth MacFarlane. See, this is the thing Seth MacFarlane. is a funny guy. He's a great writer. <laughs> he can sing. He can do music. He can dance. Why does no one like him? He is a, he's a, he's a, people just don't like him. Do you know guy. what it is? It's Seth MacFarlane is a victim of being Seth MacFarlane. All he can do is Seth MacFarlane. Nothing fucking... He's, he's got one fucking... He, he's like... When you buy one of those cheap magic sets when you're a kid, uh, and there's six tricks in it, and none of them really work. I mean, but you've got to do it. He, he, he has a basic thread of steel, this little man. You can do everything. Yeah. But he's just not. I mean, I know, I don't know anyone who likes him as, a, as an act, as, as a person. Yeah. Which is odd because he's, he's so good at what he does. It's, but it's just every idea is the same. He, he, you know, he should have fucking see if he'd have done a swordbird retired after Ted. Yeah, possibly. Place, I mean, which one have done? What? No, you went to die in the West. That was a, a complete vanity project. I, I've not seen it. I'm never going to see it. I, I don't want to. He did it just so he could see his name up on the board about 18 times. And he's like, it's like written by, produced by, directed by, I've done starring, this. I've done yeah, that. everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and bear in mind as well, my, my not my dislike from, but I'm not a Family Guy fan either. No, fair enough. So I've only known the movies and. Nothing new, nothing new. There's an actor even less so. Okay. Um, Katie Holmes didn't have much in it, unfortunately. When she did, she was sweet. Oh, Katie, Holmes, she, she, Katie Holmes in full kind of, you know, lovely mode. She was great. I love Katie Holmes. And Brian Gleeson and Jack Quaid playing the two bras. Really fun. They were good fun, yeah. yeah, yeah good, especially yeah. the long haired one. Who's the long haired one? Jack Quaid. That's Jack Quaid, yeah. He was good fun. I really funny, liked yeah. him a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think of the film overall? Um, wait a minute. Whoa. Hello, oh. Swank. Don't you dare bypass okay, all sorry. I have got such a crush on Hilary Swank. I, I get mocked for it, I don't care. But did, I do. did he feel like she was underused a little bit? 
I thought some people, I've heard people criticise her character choice, saying well, why she why she's so kind of loud and shouty and so wooden and stuff like that. I thought she she took that character, an FBI agent, oh. and, and you know she she portrayed it really well, and it was believable as this stick up your ass female FBI agent. Do you know what I mean? It's out to prove that she's confident. I thought she'd done a fantastic job. I thought she had a lot of fun there. I thought her performance was really really good as well. I love yeah. seeing Swank. It's not I mean, I'm a, I'm a Swank fan as well. Yeah. I mean. I like saying the word swank as well. Um, Funny word. Overall, when I'm talking about it now, I probably enjoyed it more than I thought I did. Yeah. I did walk out of the cinema and within, honestly, by the time I got to the, the first set of escalators down the cinema, it's got a lot of escalators. Yep. It was out of my mind. Um, forgettable, I think. Maybe. Really? Yeah. Sadly, sadly so. Um, I think it needs to be a long time past before I feel like I want to watch it again. I need to. Maybe three or four years before I think, yeah, revisit that film. Like, I'm with you on that. I've got no rush to rewatch it, yeah. but I did enjoy it immensely in the time. Like when I was watching the film for the two hours it's on for, I was investing. I found it funny. I found it clever. I found it smart. It's quite stylish at times, Something. but it's got a lot of heart in it. Sounds Mainly like coming from Channing Tatum, I would say Tatum yeah. and um, Charlie Driver, Driver are the yeah, two definitely. part of the film. Yeah. And because of that, I, I really I got behind them. Like I wanted them to succeed in what they were doing. Um, we spoke about the. the Dialogue. Um, I, I really didn't get a lot of the dialogue, and I was with three other people seeing it, and we, we all kind of agreed with that. That yeah, dialogue was yeah. Struggle with it. So, Anyone so, struggling with it? Tatum or was it? I mean, Driver does speak quite well. Low, kind of. You got a lot of low. No, like, I actually understood Driver okay. Um, Daniel Craig was probably guilty of it quite a bit. Real. I don't know what you're saying, man. I, I don't understand. Yeah, I got him all the time. I thought he was, I thought he was generally yeah. really funny. I, I, I mean, I found him that he was. A, it's amazing to think that Daniel Craig was a comic relief in this film. Um, he really was very good in it. The two brothers as well. A lot of the time I just didn't get what they were saying. And it might have been the funniest thing in the whole <laughs> fucking movie, but I'm never going to know that. You didn't like it? Didn't like that, but... Yeah, I didn't like that, that part of it. But the movie itself... Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it when I watched it. came out and forgot about it. Talking about it now, I enjoyed it again. Talking about it, but I don't feel like I want to rush out and see it again. Fair enough. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that a little bit. Like I said before, I'm, I'm with you on that a little bit. Yeah. But I, like I said, I enjoyed it a lot. I didn't like that, that Holmes and Swank were a little bit sidelined. You know, they didn't really yeah, get much doing. Yeah. I didn't think Swank was going to be in it because she was, <laughs> Again, she was it's so long in it before yeah. she's in it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she's not in it. McFarlane annoyed me a little bit as well, yeah. but Tatum and Driver and Riley Keough and Daniel Craig. I think Daniel Craig is. You said that Driver stole the film. I think Craig stole the film. I think so. I think you're a real. I mean, he's meant to. I think that's the whole point of him. He's kind of like meant to. He's so larger than life. So, you yes. Know, you've got to. You've got to. You're going to embrace that kind of early on. You go, I'm with it. Or you're going to go, no, I'm not with it at all. Oh, and was, I was it was him. good fun. I really enjoyed him. He was fun. Was funny. Um, the soundtrack was really good as well. The, the soundtrack was cool. You know, not, not quite Baby Driver cool. Um, yeah. But all I mean, he's sort of like a cool director. Good, good use of music, yeah, definitely, man. You could hear it, you know what I mean? It's like, um, my name was sitting bouncing away to music nice. and stuff, and my toes were tapping, you know what I mean? So, yeah, good, good soundtrack as well, man. Yeah. Can I give you another random fact about this film? Yes, you can, sir. Do you know who the writer was of this film? Um, Stephen King. It wasn't Stephen King, it was a woman called Rebecca Blunt. Do you know who Rebecca Blunt is? Stephen King's wife. You're not 100 miles away from it, actually. <laughs> Rebecca Blunt isn't anyone. Yeah, sure. It's a pseudonym. What? Who? No one knows. Oh, so it could be Stephen King. Hey, well, what I'm thinking is either going to be... Soderbergh's done this before. He, he, he does stuff on his films under a different name. Right, okay. Like, when he shot... He shot Magic Mike as well. Yeah. He's a DP of Magic Mike as well. Uh-huh. Done it under the name of Peter Andrews. Right, okay. Just for that. He also, when he edits stuff, he does... Um, he edits under a different name. He's called Mary Ann Bernard. Oh, okay. On this one, he doesn't do that. He writes, he's, he's credited as Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. 
his wife's also a woman called Jules Asner. Okay. Who's like, not really a writer, but she's done a few things. She's not as I'm not in a movie, she's writing the article for like Vanity Fair and that kind of stuff. Is she related to Ted Asner? Possibly could be, I'm not honestly sure. Um, she's in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Okay. Okay, you look for it. It's all, it's all the credit is Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Um, so I think we think it could be her that's writing it. Oh, or okay. it could be Stephen King. Stephen King is a possibility. It could be, it could be you. Wow. I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm going to wait six months. Right. If no one claims it, Sure. I'm claiming it. Yeah. Right now, well, well, it was I'll, right now, if no one claims the writing of Logan Lucky in the next six months, I am claiming it for myself. So what's the name of this ghost writer? Rebecca Blood. Rebecca Blood. Blood. B L U N T. Blood. Okay. Yeah. Maybe okay. it's Emily Blood. Well, people thought might have been like maybe Emily Blood or even John Krasinski. Oh, okay. People have done it in the past. Like the guy from Prison Break was also in. Like Arrow and he writes under a certain name as well. He wrote that film Stoker. Okay. Under a different name, he's written under a different name, so because he said he wrote under his own name, no one would look at it. Okay. So other people sense. have done this in the past. You know, yeah. the dog scripts under different names. Can't be intrigued. Yeah, I'm intrigued about it as well. What you find out is, I'm personally, I think it's probably Soderbergh who wrote it himself. Maybe. And just didn't want to put it in his own name. So on he's it. got enough of that kind of touches in it. And also, like, he puts his something else's name on it. One of those things like, oh, I came out of time because I wanted to do this because it was so good, not like, oh, I wrote a sign, I want to do it myself, that kind of thing. So it's like, okay. kind of thing. So I'm, I'm, bet, I'm more betting on him, possibly in, in joint with his wife, and it's like a, a co written thing, but I'm willing to bet it's, it's Wait, him. I, I'm going to say Stephen King or Dr. Seuss, one of those things. You can go Dr. Seuss, who's been dead for like 50 years. He was a ghostwriter. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I just thought it was an interesting fact. Like, I was looking at it, it popped up and I've never heard that name before, oh, and I went and looked at it, and it's like, this is what it was, like, doing a wee. Bit of sloughing on internet and apparently Rebecca Bunt is not a real person. I like that, so I like that a lot. But I mean, she was a real person, just people who think she's a ghost writer. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the actors um, were emailing her on set and she was replying to them. Oh, okay. and you got from that to think that. Yeah, so it's like, who, who's writing who's, emails? Who's emailing this shit? Back? Yeah, it's very interesting. I'm going to read up all about it. Right, yeah, um, that's pretty much all I know about it so far. Um, out of 10, so what did you give this? I could have a lot of fun in it. I'm going to give it. Oh, you were going to say eight. Yeah, I'm going to give it eight. Always went for yeah. it. I had a lot of fun. Eight. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. I would give it a seven. Oh, yeah, between both of so us, we give it a seven. seven. Yeah. Um, but no, as I say, it wasn't a bad movie. I just had issues with dialogue, which I think at times took away from the kind of overall point. That, that's all it is. But yeah, if, I think if you watch it on TV again, maybe you get more out of it again. Oh, a few years' time, we visit yeah. the end, I'll think, do you know what? I'll be, I'll be a dick and I'll watch it and go, wow, that really was a good movie, because I almost just chip in his eye because I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next film, the one we saw last night. We saw this last night. We saw this, this last night. And it was the Hitman's Bodyguard. Okay, starring everyone's <laughs> favourite Canadian. Ryan Reynolds. And everyone's favourite Samuel. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> also, I'm, I'm even loath to say starring Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Richard E. Grant as well. For some reason, got top billing on it as well. He's he, in it for he what? He was in, within the top five cast. And he's what, he's in it for about a minute, two minutes? If even. Yeah, yeah screen like, time, yeah, yeah, yeah 90 no, seconds. There, there, there are people who are walking by like his walk-ons who had more time. And, than, oh, talk about walk-ons. Did you see it? For, Did you miss it? The walk-on? No, yeah, the oh. nods, the Wolverine nods. Did you get it? No, what was it? Oh my god. We'll get to it in a minute, okay? Right, okay. Oh shit, I'm going to tell you, I'm really excited to hear it. I didn't that one. <laughs> um, and also, again, Salma Hayek. Oh my god. Um, directed by Patrick Hughes, do you know what he's done? No. Done a really good western called Red Hill. Okay. It's on Netflix, look out for it, it's actually a really enjoyable oh, western. I like it's got western. Ryan Catwan, the guy from True Blood. Okay. He's also in Home and Away, right. from Man Who Was Home and Away. Um, actually, a really good solid western. Unfortunately, followed that really good wrestling with some really shit. Hit like Expendables 3. Fuck off, it's a good film. 
Dude, it is. All the Mel Gibson is a terrible film. It's got Wesley Snipes in it. It's a bad film, dude. Wesley Snipes came back. He'd still be Blade. He could still be fucking I don't give a shit. It's not a shit film. He could still be Blade. Anyway, the story of this film is... Go. Ryan Reynolds is sort of like a bodyguard, essentially. Yeah. On a job. To rich and famous. Rich and famous, yeah. On a job, shit goes wrong. Yeah. Two years later, there's a court case going on with a war criminal. Yeah. Played by Gary Oldman. Yeah. Who somehow, which doesn't really matter, but basically Samuel Jackson, all the evidence that he's got to put this guy in jail for life. Yeah. Samuel Jackson's been caught by the police and they give him a sweetheart deal. If he testifies, they will let his wife out. But Samuel Jackson is a hitman. He's a hitman. Oh, he's a one of the very professional hitman. Yeah. So we've got to try and get him from London. From London. No, from starts out Manchester. Uh, Manchester. Yes, Manchester all the way. The Hague. The Hague, yes. On the way there, shit goes wrong, and yeah. they get ambushed. Yeah. At which point, for some reason, which again we'll get to in a minute, um, Ryan Reynolds is tasked with getting him from Manchester area. Look, oh, Coventry, it's actually Coventry. Coventry, Coventry. Coventry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. geography of this film is fucking ridiculous. It's nuts, yeah. They go from Coventry to try and get him to the Hague. Making Reynolds the hitman's bodyguard. Yeah. Yes. That's the film plot of the film, yes? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. We'll get, before we go into the dick, did you like that film, Colin? I really did. Oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> honestly. I had a feeling you did we like this film. We have not spoken about this no, film. We've, really, film we've seen it and we kind of parted ways very quickly, so we've not spoken about it at all. I had I went, a feeling you liked this film. I went, I went in expecting a really, really bad film. I went in with it, the, the lowest expectations and it came out really really happy and just <laughs> feel a joy and like I enjoyed this film a lot I think I enjoyed it for the wrong reasons but I enjoyed it okay um, what do you like about it I thought it was a really really good action film um, it seems to be billed as a do you remember I have a popcorn movie but uh, I like, even I like, that I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll I like Boons and Bangs um, but it, it kind of seems to be getting sold off as, as a, a, you know, this really, really funny film and the comedy seems to be the kind of based on the movie. It's not, it, it's an action. You think it's trying to tell the buddy cop film a little bit? Ah, it's only a buddy cop film. I thought the kind of comedy at times was heavy-handed and I, I really enjoyed the action. And sometimes the comedy got in the way that I was like, you know, no, show me some more cool stunts and shit blowing up and stuff for it. Um, so no, I, I, I enjoyed it, dude. I'm not ashamed I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm not, you don't have to be ashamed if you like something, you like something. I mean, I, you, I fucking liked it a lot, man. Well, the same way you like it, I'm... I had a really bad day in work yesterday and, and I could see no end to the day and after that movie I felt really, do you know what? Shit's okay. Okay. Yeah. What did you think it? Okay, I didn't like it. <laughs> oh no, I'm, that's, that's a lie. I didn't, it was bad. It wasn't awful, right? I didn't think it was going to be awful. Right, okay. It wasn't awful. Right. It was bad. Okay. Okay. Why? There was some nice banter between the two of them. Later on in the film, the start of the film felt like they just arrived on set on the Monday and they never met each other and were really stretching to try and show any sort of like camaraderie between each other. Sometimes the dialogue was clunky. It was very clunky. Missed. I think that was right, not them though. Okay, very um, clunky. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a very by-the-numbers action film. Oh, shit, yeah. There was yeah. like, you could tell what was happening a mile oh, away. Oh, there was no twists and turns and surprises, definitely. Yeah, it's just popcorn heaven though, that's popcorn. That's, but then I think it reduced the cast to the most base elements of who they are, right? So you got Ryan Reynolds, what's he? He's a pretty boy. That's what his role was in that but film. Ryan Reynolds is a pretty boy? Yeah, you get Sam Jackson, what's he? A badass. He's a, a badass fucking black guy, that's what he's Sam Jackson in the film. Sam Jackson. So, Gary so far we're two for two in the cast. Yeah, but that's the point. Like, I want to see if they can do more than that. Give them something more. But that's what see if he switch the roles? No, that's what they do best. Gary Oldman, um, I enjoyed him. Like. Gary Oldman, you, Gary Oldman had, you were in this film longer than Gary Oldman. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> 
he didn't have a lot of time. He had nothing on screen at all. He kind of carried himself. He, he, just, he yeah, sat at a table and he had more lines. He just and sat. spoke in a... wasn't Russian, was it? No. Uh, can't remember the nation. It was Belarus. Some, some, uh, Belarus, Belarus. This is what got me as well. They actually name-check a country of where they did from. Normally that's like in a country they call yeah. like sort of like Skovavia or yeah, something like no, that. No, yeah. They went like, fuck you, it's Belarus. So I imagine Belarus is going, what are they doing? You know what I thought it was cool. Why are we going to blame for this? Do you know who really stole the show from me? You're going to hate my dick for this. Salma Hayek. Right, I'll give you a Salma Hayek is adorable and I love Salma Hayek. But when Hayek swears, she's... Hayek swears well, yeah. Hayek swears like Jason Lee swears. She swears more than me. Yeah. Hayek swears like Jason Lee swears. It's just better than the rest of us. She is brilliant and I really enjoyed every second of her So underused. She was, again, she wasn't an album. When she was, she stole the fucking show. It's just, I just found... To have someone like Salma Hayek in it, who is a phenomenal actress, yeah. she brings so much to a film. I think she brings so much like sort of this intrigue. It's just, she's so she's so funny. She was so badass. She can pretty much she's she not the greatest actress in the world, but she has got an Oscar nomination. Let's not forget yeah. that. But she brings a lot of face, a lot of your sort of heart to a film. But she's got it in this. Just she hasn't. Like, she, she's just this pure fucking psychopath bombshell. It's just a. Just, if you make a film who's only sitting in the cell with her. Being abusive to a cellmate, I'd probably watch that <laughs> film. But yeah, I felt like it's an underused person. Same with Gary Oldman. Like, who, you've Gary Oldman doing a Russian he accent. He didn't do a lot of it, yeah. Last time we saw Gary Oldman do a Russian accent, I think it might have been Air Force One. Yeah. And like, I love Air Force One. So let's get Gary Oldman doing some badassery. No, just in it for two minutes and doesn't do anything. But again, but he's an actor though as well. You know, it, it looks like he's something on a weekend. Uh, maybe, I don't think, it, yeah, possibly, because he was only in it for like fucking 15 minutes. Oh, uh-huh, bless him, yeah. Right. Um, I thought the action scenes were fun. Um, they, they were over the top, James Bond. They weren't over the top nonsense. at all, I think. They weren't even I, over the top, really. I thought they were. I, I, thought thought I feel like I've seen this in a TV movie a lot of the time. Do you know what I noticed? What annoyed me about it, like, seeing the big bike chase ah. wearing a helmet. I liked it. No, but then you just know the stuntman straight away. Exactly. Yeah, but that's the point. If you know it's a stuntman, why am I watching this? I wouldn't know it's Ryan Reynolds. Every time you see fucking Samuel, you know, jump about, you, 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 I mean, that's every it. single time. Clearly stuntman all the way through it. How old is Samuel Jackson? I'm looking at early 60s now. Do you know what? He's Benjamin fucking Button. He looks well for it. He looks amazing but for it. But in the post-raid world, yeah. That kind of actually just doesn't sell it anymore. Which, that was like 90s action movie. Which is, I'm fine with that. I like the Expendables though. So, so you don't like the Expendables? I, I, I like popcorn movies. It's a movie I could go in. I didn't think there was, the plot was fucking so, so thin and weak that it didn't matter. I just had a really hard time. So see, the, the worst part was the comedy. The comedy just didn't hit. The comedy did not hit at no. all. No, they really didn't. One or two funny lines. And, uh, but in the world where we have like again we know what good funny movies are you get Lethal yeah. Weapon you've got like the nice guys that like yeah. last year a couple of ones like that as well yeah. they work if you yeah. don't know a good dynamic between the two guys it's, it's lost yeah. and that for me most of them was lost yeah there was I think I kind of chuckled at a few bits you know quite, kinda, quite loudly and stuff like that but yeah I mean but it's been billed as a comedy. Yeah. That's what it's billed as. It's not that funny. If you're going to go and see it, go in to see an action movie and you will come out pleasantly surprised. I mean, first, we were in a, I think quite a busy cinema for a, for a film for a week. It was, yeah. yeah. Um, the crew seemed to enjoy it when we were in with. I think so, yeah. The crew seemed to get into it. So maybe, I, maybe I am the minority right now. I'm not really getting it. That's right. I, yeah, that. yeah. maybe I just I have taste <laughs> and you know, I like to see a film that's got a bit, of part, a bit of something about it. Oh, yeah. uh, you decide, people. You decide. Yeah. What have you got out of 10 that you given that out one? Out of 10, I would actually give it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10? Yeah. More than Lucky Logan? No, same as Lucky Logan. So you, you said it's as good as Lucky I Logan. I gave Lucky Logan a 6. I'd give so it more, did, yeah. more, I enjoyed it more than I did Logan Lucky. 
fair enough. If you enjoy it, that's that's what matters. If you enjoy it, absolutely. And it may have just been down to that, you know, I had a shitty day, yeah. and, and that was mm. the, the unwind that I needed. That, that maybe yeah. that's all it was. But and I watch it again next year and think, fuck, that was terrible. Yeah. But no, yeah. I, I generally didn't enjoy it. I'm gonna question like this. I've got a list as tall as you of films that are awful. Uh, that I love so yeah. I'm not going to question it but it, that's a bad film Paul okay. um, I'm going to give it 5 5 do, do you know what I thought you were going to go kind of no, it's not, it's not, it's, it, for the most part it's, it's well enough made I did have an issue with some of the fight scenes that were very clearly just stuntmen and oh, badly edited yeah, and stuff like that but it was overall it's well made Reynolds I actually quite like Reynolds as an actor he's got a bit of charm he's very he's got, yeah. a, bit, he's got a lot of charm yeah. I like the bit when he takes the piss out of the guy saying motherfucker when you thought it was funny like you yeah. motherfucker this guy single handedly ruined the word motherfucker yeah. Yeah, so it was really quite self knowing um, where, was the, where was the cameo the Logan uh, cameo so do you mind the bit where fuck you spoilers well, okay. it doesn't, doesn't it's not it's no, can't spoil it can't spoil it do you remember the bit where Jackson's walking along the street and Reynolds is taking people out yes behind him well as he was walking along there's this guy just walking along for about 30 seconds just wearing Wolverine's jacket oh was it? Wolverine's jacket ah, just, it's just that jacket just Wolverine's oh, jacket no. from, from the, the, the Wolverine style movie just walking along oh, just for ages and ages I don't really notice that because obviously those two are really good friends I mean, and there's a whole oh. kind of Deadpool Wolverine stuff yeah, yeah. it's just like I, mean, I was like wow it's really nice the fanboy would just melt it I don't really notice that I'm, I'm, have, I'm not going to go back and see it again I'll try and find it for you we'll find a still of it if you show me a still or a dead thing I'll do it it was ages and ages and ages just walking along I mean at that point that is quite close to the end I was thinking I'll be praying for the end I was praying for the end I was praying for the end of that film there Good fun, it's just fun movie that's silly and fun, which I like a lot. We know that we know I'm a dumb movie, goer, do you know what I mean? That, that's what I'm saying. That is, I'm its hard audience, I would say. But, so, okay, fair enough, you liked that, it. That's me, I'm just going to stop the thing. Uh, so, you liked it, that's your, your, so you've nailed your, hat, your flag to that mask, you liked this film. Yes, I did, sir. Yes, okay, I after that, that choice, but fuck it, I'm saying it. After that, nothing to save me. I'd watch this, a really shit action film. I need redemption, Colin. You did. Um, I don't know what could redeem that. I mean, only one thing could redeem that. Maybe only maybe saying. only two films could redeem that. One being Mad Max Fury Road, or, which wasn't on, no. or Terminator Judge Two Judgment Day, Terminator which luckily was, was showing on upstairs. And not only was it showing, <laughs> showing in the fucking glorious new technology we have called. 3D and 4K, which wow. is more important. Anyway, wow. You were meant to go this to see me. I was, um, but again, you yeah, had a shitty day um, and being tired and shit like that, yeah, I bailed. So I didn't and you thought, what can top Hitman's bodyguard? Nothing can nope. top that, I'm going to back out right now. Um, so I went, I went to this myself, um, which I'll tell you a funny story, I went and sat at the right till after we'd seats in the front two rows, yeah. that's where we like to watch the big screen day ones. So there's two seats on outside me, three. The whole kind of was absolutely packed. Yeah. Right? I'm thinking, the one to my left, no one can sit in that one because obviously that that's your seat. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm putting my bag on that. No, I'm going to no go that. Seat, yeah. Yeah. See, to the right, mate, is also empty. I'm thinking, who's going to buy a single seat? No one's going to buy it. I was like, this well dressed girl comes in, like, sort of like business lady, sort of like shirt, like blouse, all that kind of stuff. Sits her next to me, no problem with that. I took one breath in through my nostrils. This girl was high as fuck. Was like, she was she smoking? She must have been out just literally half a second before. Because <laughs> I got a contact high off of her. Like and then she just she ate insane amounts of the whole film. Clearly just got them mad munchies. But she looked like a <laughs> no, no, no judgment for myself. I would like a little bit of warning before you arrive next to me in a purple haze of weed, you know, I was like, I was like holy shit. It was so so intense. Like Cheech and Chong were next to me, I felt like. Anyway. 
what was Judgment Day re-released because I released. You know why I released? It's its anniversary. 20th anniversary of Judgment Day. The 29th of August 1997. So 20 years from that. What I was very apprehensive going to say. I've been wanting to see Terminator 2 on the big screen for for a long, long time. There's only three camera films I've not seen the big screen. Which are up to the Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which I've now seen. There's also The Abyss. Yeah. Which I want to see, but also I really want to see the director's cut on the, on the big screen because oh, yeah. it's actually one of the three directors that's actually better. Yeah, it's yeah, genuinely sure. better than the original film. See, Cameron, does that Aliens is better as well? Yes. Yeah, it's Cameron's better. The best is a fundamentally totally different film as yeah. well. It's a much better film. Yeah. Also, not seen True Lies either. Okay. Yeah. So the only thing I need to see on the big screen. So I've not one off. So Terminator didn't do. But I was very apprehensive because it was a 3D release, yeah, and yeah. the post. 3D of films is never really a good thing. The only thing that kept me slightly at bay with that film, like I'm not this is going to be okay, was Cameron was doing upset, like he was supervising, he was involved in it. Okay, right, okay. Which made him feel better about that. So it's his baby, he's not going to let him fuck it up. He was involved heavily in it. And also, you got a wee introduction from Cameron to start the film as well. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, Also, 4K restoration, so it looks magnificent, it looks fantastic. Um, Holds up. Insanely well. How did the effects hold up like the whole mold and stuff like that? Because the melt like, was a little bit cheesy, a little bit fake, but which is fine, no problem with that. The explosion shit, that's all practical, so it looks fucking badass still. It still has an explosion, <laughs> explosion yeah. And you actually, there's not as much melt as you actually think there is in it. There's a lot yeah. of cuts away and cuts back, and, and he's turned into something, you hear, you yeah. hear there's a sound effect. So there's a few key moments you see it. It's a time, it's not, you don't know what to say, so it still holds up, that, that still holds up really well. Is Aberfurl long a dick? Yes, so dick. Good, um, good. Film itself, <coughs> it doesn't get worse, it just gets better with age the more yeah. you watch it. Yeah. It's just still phenomenally good. Like from pretty much, like the moment when Army, not when Army, when Rob Patrick discovered him in the arcade, and uh, running through the yeah. from that moment it just it just it, goes, it goes and goes and goes and goes and goes it doesn't let up but it keeps going and just keeps there's moments of calm there's moments of silence it's not, not silent but even moments of just sort of quiet moment when, when they hide out in the, the, the hotel stuff like that in the garage and then yeah. they hide out at the, the friends the friends yeah. like sort of ranch thing yeah. and uh, thing, and you get the moment the, like the quiet moment before the storm with the Dyson family as well Yeah. but these are all just moments just go, it just, Tiny, yeah, just ramps and then ramps again and ramps again do you know what was missing from this film though? Michael Bian. It wasn't director's cut, so Michael Bian was missing Michael from it, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. Um, but I am actually I not a good fan of director's cut of Terminator 2. No. I think right. it doesn't add into the film. I think the, the cut they've got in the cinema and the cut they're actually done. It's just give you, yeah, it doesn't add in. It just seems it don't move the plot at all. No. Yeah, it's just the shot. Let's put this in and let's yeah. add some more to it. But the film itself is perfect the way it is. Yeah. Um, there's a few things that because I was watching for maybe the umpteenth time. That I noticed for the first time, and it's slightly, I'm just trying to make me question things. So I'm running by YouTube, you think, okay? Okay, cool. The Terminator, Army's Terminator, he is the. T100. Whatever he is, yes. He can speak in any accent he wants, he can speak in any voice he wants. You see him, he impersonates yeah, a boy. Yeah, yeah, so it. why is the only accent he does normally is that of an Austrian farmer? Because it's a badass. <laughs> badass Okay. Yeah, it's just a. It's a badass decision they made. No, he, no, it's a badass accent. Okay, that's what that's done, okay. If you're going to be intimidating, you're going to sound like a, a, a neo Nazi robot. Go with that. that. Yeah. The other thing it, <laughs> I hadn't noticed really before, and it really kind of got me this time, and I don't know why Did I did. Could you imagine I'm going to try to do an accent? Or? I would really mess, I would mess oh up with God, it, yeah. Imagine, imagine. Um, oh, was, yeah. see about when Robert Patrick T1000 goes through the helicopter? Aye. He doesn't kill the helicopter pilot. Okay. He says, get out. Yeah, and the guy. Jumps out of the helicopter, out, right? Yeah. He kills everybody else he meets. Why does that one guy get away with it? No. I'm trying to think. Like, I thought maybe it's a cop. We can't kill a cop on screen. That's something bad. 
he could have cock in the first in the opening minutes of the film. Yeah, they just fucking waste it. Ah, so maybe it's just cool, like the whole yeah, he's so, cool. so scary and intimidating that you know he doesn't need to kill you anymore. You no, it's cool. Your See, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Like, he's bored of doing it, right? Yeah. Literally, a scene later, he's he kills some poor truck driver for no fucking reason. <laughs> <That's cold. laughs> yeah. He's a bad. He's really good. I mean, this was like not the introduction of Patrick. I'm sure he was in stuff before it, but this is where all Patrick was yeah. just like, "Who the fuck is this yeah. guy? Do you know what I mean? Who the fuck is this cold fucking sleep fucking fairy guy? Straight off ripping off Lee Marvin. Yeah, from Westworld. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, not Lee Marvin. Neil Brenner. Neil, well, Neil Brenner. Sorry, Lee Marvin. Neil Brenner. Yeah, that'd be a better film. No, imagine yeah. that. Lee Marvin. Yeah, Lee Marvin. Stalking you with his big husky yeah. walk. Yeah, man, I'd do it by that. There's two scenes in it, and, and they're not even the most insane scenes, but the scenes still really creep me out the fuck out, and it's absolutely just, I'm, it's, I find them repulsive when I'm watching them. First one, you see the bit when they're strapping down Sarah Connor, oh, and the guy licks her face? Right, okay, that, yeah. I, I, that just repulses me, I don't know why, yeah. it's so degrated, it's just horrible. I think horrible. it's had its intended effects so. uh-huh, I think that's what <laughs> you're trying to it, it, it just utterly fucks you me. You then at that point sympathise with that character so much gets, that you know... When he gets smacked, when he do it, yeah. seems like she smacks him in the face yeah. three times with a, a wooden... You love it. I'm like, he deserves everything <laughs> he's got at this point in time. I have no issue with him getting that. This is Mr Cameron, take your heart and mold it <laughs> Yeah, he's desires. he's doing this film. Also the bit, not a pulse, but see about the, really, the, the only death that really makes me go, jeez, it like, makes me jump back. See the one when it when Timo does it is impersonating a stepmother. Ah. Uh-huh. When it, it shoots the blade, it goes through the milk oh, carton and yeah. then the mouth and through it into yeah. the fridge. That get I don't know why that one really messes with me. Don't like that one. Oh, and, and people don't like the one. I've talked to guys that work with it. The, the one when it's like the two, the, the, the security guard and he sees himself as a twin type thing. Oh yeah. And the thing where he does everything through the eyeball. Aye. Some people everyone said that's when it really got them. You see it in the eye, yeah. <laughs> And then I sit and see him drop, and he see the handshake, and then yeah, the coffee. Yeah, people, that's when people said freaked them out. But no, it's the one with through them. I don't know why. It's, I don't know if it's through the milk carton, then through the, the body, and then into the fridge. Yeah. That's why I guess. But that one just really it just made me go. Oh, it's just because it's quite slow as well, isn't it? But it's, no, no, that's fast. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't see it happen. Oh, right, okay. It's off camera. You see him just go like um, the dogs barking. Right. And he goes like, "Shut up, you're worthless." And he's like, done. and then done and done. after they come off the phone. It just pans out, and you see she's got the arm out, and it's like just he's impaled on the arm, the milk carton, and the fridge. Like the, the standout bit for me in the movie that, that I'll always remember is um, I, I, it's like, I don't know if it's his director's cut, you need to tell me. Is a bit where he's walking through the bars and the gun doesn't go through. Is that the director's cut? No, that's not. That's an actual film. I love that bit. A it's really subtle so moment. Clever, subtle man, clever moment. Just yeah. Melt through the bars and clunk, clunk the gun. It's like you know. Aye, it's, that's it's just it's so clever. It just it breaks attention just perfectly. Yeah, totally uh, absolutely right. great. It's yeah. I mean, everything in the film just broke me. Army's just... Is it Army's best film? Best performance in the film? Oh. Um, nah. Conan. Conan's still your best favourite? Still. See, I like Running Man. But anyway, <laughs> there are some great moments. Like, like, I just love the bit. such a bad actor. He's a prick, isn't he? Right? <laughs> yeah, you do love everything he fucking does. Man. I do love Army's like yeah. um, Just stuff like... Just his dialogue delivery. Just, it's so... It's so robotically perfect, you know. It's just amazingly cast, like uh-huh. you know, Cameron just had a vision and it, it done it and it paid off in ways that you know still been Remington will be for hundreds of years to come. Yeah, absolutely amazing. So yeah, and like I said, it looked spectacular on it. It is still better than ninety-eight percent of action films out there. That came, I think so. it's, it's come out since its release. Yeah, there's absolutely. not much in, in top it. You know, you've and this is a film that's sort of twenty years older. Well, it's about ninety-one. Yeah. So it's you know it's more than that. It's like ninety-one, two thousand one, two thousand twenty-six years old now. Still, 
still holds up spots on that as well. Forget how good Linda Hamilton is in it as well, as a total badass. Yeah, because she went from kind of cute and fluffy. Oh, yeah, that's you watched the first one. Yeah, the first one, she's just sort of like every woman, she's just sort of really sort of. Yeah, fluffy hair. And you see a wee clip of that as well when they see it in the dream sequence, you see her looking at the play park. You see her as that version, you're like, oh my god, and this, like, this utter, like, demonic woman. Which, which it would be again, you know, she knows what's happening and she just fucking does. I think the, the weakest part of the, the, the film was Edward Furlong. I think he was, and it's a shame because kids get cast, you know, to be kids and then the dicks as kids and they're like, I don't like that kid, but I, I kind of get why I don't, I don't mind this. Was it, was it, like, you remember it coming out the first time round, yes? Yeah. Did people hate him instantly? I think it was, it was almost like a Jake Lloyd, I think, yeah. Seriously? Yeah, that so, bad? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That, I mean, maybe, maybe I've just imposed my will here. Yeah, I, didn't, like, I think he was that awful. I thought he was just... He's not awful, but the <coughs> film is so good that, you know, he's, he's, he's weak in it. And if you're weak in a really good film, it's going to show. I think that's what it is. Also, there's a favourite Gun song as well. you can do I like that song. Yeah, I do it too. I think I like it because I think I heard that Gun Rosie song before I heard anything else with Gun Rosie. Yeah. I think I saw that film before I saw any Gun Rosie song. That drum intro track. And do you remember the video for that as well? No. No, in the video, they're at concert and armies wandering around. Yes, no, I do remember it. Yes, I do remember it. Yes. I guess they just waste their time and watch it. Awesome. I have to watch it again. But good thing about it, I'm really happy to see it in the cinema. Yeah. Great to see it in the cinema. Got a trailer before it for Close Encounters 4K restoration. When's that coming out? It's on the 18th of September. Right, I'm going to try and get see that one. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Oh, is that Saturday? No, it's Monday. Okay, I'm going to try something. Yes. Um, I'm liking this putting these stuff on the cinema. I mean, I hope more places do it. Does the 4K, does, does it work? I mean, it doesn't just look like fucking put like a paint on it. Does it look. No, it looked better. It looked cleaned up. Yeah. I mean, it just went back to the original film and cleaned it right up. It did look better. I'm right, not denying okay. that. It did actually look better. Good. Good so, it was a. Again, I think that is more down to the fact that Cameron is going to do this himself, he's doing it himself, that he's overlooking it all. I think it easily could be done very cheaply and very, you yeah. know, for example, watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like I mentioned, that's all they've been put on. I think the rights for that ran out, so essentially anyone can put it on DVD if they can just get a copy of it. Okay. So the version I've got is a cheap pan and scan onto a disc right, okay. that's been put out by some random. Yeah, it looks it looks very average at best. Which it should anyway. So. It should, but it's not even. It's like it's like it's not even letterbox. It's like sort of sixteen point nine, but it's black. It's like boxed right. all the way around it. You know, it's really irritating. Yeah. So I think again, you know, this film um, is T two a ten star movie. Yes. Star. Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's yeah. not even a question about being a 10 star yeah. film. It's absolutely No, I agree insane. with you. I'm just, I just no, no, there's, there's some films you just go that even if you, you can pick a little bit of, you know, now and again, you have a little joke for what you don't like in it, it's still a perfect film. It's still a brilliant movie. Absolutely. And you'll watch it again and again. You're probably watching your 19 years old. Yeah, despite things like Furlong and stuff like that, yeah. It, overall, he doesn't make it, you know, not a 10 no. star movie. He's the weakest thing in a 10 star movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. some films yeah. that go beyond it. And it Terminator 2 is one of them. It used to go there. It's, just, it's a perfect film. And it's, actually, it's even amazing because Terminator 1 is a 10 star film as well. A 10, 10 out of 10 film as well. Maybe give it a 9. I think Terminator 2. I mean, it's, it's hard to know how you can improve on Terminator, but they did by making fucking Terminator 2. Yeah, and they made Terminator 3, which became a 5 star film. This is, this is the only thing that could bring Terminator 2 down, is it sets up. Well, this is, it does kill off the idea of any more Terminators, but what it does put in play is the idea of a universe and sort of like a mythology. Yeah. Terminator 1 has no mythology. Yeah. It, it was made as a one, a one and done. Could have, we could have left it and it would have just stood the test and of time. time. Oh, amazing. Oh, the camera went back to the character and brought yeah. something back to the character, but yeah. it could have been left it alone. Yeah. But by bringing the second one in and bringing the whole like, do, the, the, the Skynet thing and stuff, like, or expanding that outward, yeah. it made it possible that someone could go back and go, oh, you know what, we could maybe do something with that, and that's where the problems came from. Do you think Cameron's going to strike all these Avatar movies? Yes, I mean, because I... 
I, I do trust Cameron implicitly. Did you like Avatar? I, I did like Avatar, but I, I can't remember it. anything about it. I watched it. See, that's bad. I watched it. It was on last week. I was just flicking through channels and I, I watched about an hour of it. No, Jake, sorry. Got bored. Got bored. Um, I got bored with it. And do you know what? It's a shame, man, because like, you shouldn't really get bored of James Cameron. I would say it's a film that you shouldn't watch on a small screen. It's, yeah. a, it's a cinema watch. Yeah. It's the same way that I think like, I love Gravity when it first came out, in my Gravity, the one with um, Clooney I've never seen that. the cinema, Phenomenal cinema, watched it on TV at home, it does not hold up in any way near the same way. So it just loses that wow Yes, the cinematic release sometimes, it, it, it makes a film. Cool, we done? We are pretty much done, yeah. Next week we have out, on wide release, Patty Cakes. Okay. Which is, Precious does 8 Mile. <laughs> which I'm intrigued about. Yeah, that looks really good. I actually looked forward to it. I'm actually intrigued as well. We don't yeah. want to see it. But um, the Limehouse Gollum? Limehouse Gollum, which has got Bill Nye and it's set in Victorian. True story? No, it's not. I thought it was. It's just been no. a dick. No. no. It sounds like Jack the Ripper inspired nonsense, to be honest with you. Maybe a touch of Sherlock Holmes with We also have two films, that are, or three films, that I wanted to try and find, but unfortunately not getting much of a wide release. One is Una. Okay. Starring Rooney Mara and Ben Mendelsohn, which apparently is really good. It's um, Runa Runa Mara, Runa Mara, Runa Mara, Runa, Runa Mara, Runa Mara, Mara <laughs> is going back to her, an old flame who who was like a, a next door neighbour when she was like thirteen, who had a sexual relationship with her, okay. and he broke it off with her. Right. And so I'm trying to sort of why he done that, and it's sort of like going into exploitation and you know child adult relationship. Apparently, it's very very good, very strong. It's based on a play, but it's oh, not okay. quite, quite a tough watch, I reckon. Sounds wanky. I mean, I don't like wanky because that seems like a bit dodgy. <laughs> that yeah. sounds wanky. Yeah, um, <laughs> do not masturbate. This film, um, God's Own Country, is getting really good reviews, but I don't think it much of a release. What's that? I think it's like a gay refugee film. Okay. Okay. And also, Eat Locals, which is a Jason Fleming vampire movie, which again is getting not getting much of a release, but I've heard quite enjoyable things about it. But hopefully, maybe it'll get it'll start off small in like key cities, and it'll start building and building and building and building and building. But well, we'll not try and catch what we can, and we'll speak about it next week. Until then, I've been Colin McKay. I've been Richard Laird, and you've been listening to Three Beers in a Movie.